Can you hear the whispers, Guardian? Tales of our world yet untold. Mysteries and legends seek the truth. And when you have found it, return and share with me these ghost stories. Welcome, Guardians. It's May 1st, 2016. May Day? Yeah, someone wrote that in the notes. May Day. Uh, and you're listening to Ghost Stories, a Destiny podcast. This is episode 25, and this week we have a pretty special episode. Uh, we'll get to why it's so special here in just a minute. Um, but first, I want to introduce the rest of our crew here. Uh, tonight we've got uh, Beta... Oh, we don't have Beta Chieftain. That guy, he must be out in the division. I'm confused. He's been on the oh, last no. two episodes, so. The only name in the notes that's not here is the one you call first. Well, there's Drop Slash making fun of me as per usual. So, uh, what's up, man? How, how's it going? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, pretty slow week for me in Destiny, but I finally have hit 335 on all my characters. Dang. So That's good. Well, it's one of the. It's the same way I felt when I hit 320. Where now I feel like I hit 335, I can relax a little bit, <laughs> just play the game modes I want, like duck out of Iron Banner a little bit, focus on some of the other parts of the game, like exploring and things like that. And then I don't have like the level burden over my head. Well, I mean, just so everyone listening, the game's always supposed to be relaxing. So don't listen to to drop. He's just always <laughs> always aiming for the for the fences. So. Uh, Please introduce Dragon next and ask him how his relaxing <laughs> oh. uh, Trials of Osiris went. some Dragon. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going awesome. So I actually haven't played Trials this weekend yet because I've been completely on the Iron Banner grind. Um, I've been going at that. Uh, the clan we're in, uh, Uprising Dads and Uprising Rogues, we compete in the uh, the clan wars with for Destiny. And so we get pretty competitive with that with Uprising Warmind and where it's it's a nail biter right now, and so we got the whole clan just pulling all nighters, pretty much going after it. So it's pretty exciting. Oh, but last weekend, to be playing. So last weekend, <laughs> trials was intense. It was fun. We had like eighteen or nineteen straight wins. It was pretty good. Dang, wow, that, that is that is very good. I kind of gave up on Iron Banner this week. I played enough to get to level five on my hunter, but have not gotten any decent drops. So I'm just kind of done. And I've been super busy. Really, and I've had a had a crazy weekend. So. I've been getting like every uh, two or no three good, games. I did I, something. I got nothing. My vault is full of boots right Mine's now. Mine's full of rocket launchers that are garbage. So I'm done. And I don't even use rocket launchers. So. He, needs a, he needs a shoe organizer. He has so many boots. See, it doesn't matter which ones you get dropped because the one that they're selling is the perfect rocket launcher roll. So you just got. I know. Yeah. I, I bought it just in case, and that's all I get though. So I'm. I'm so. It's so stupid. But and there, Gabble Ratchet jumped in there. How's it going, bud? Ah, uh, going good. I have played zero games of Iron Banner because uh, I've been nice. sunbroing it up in Dark Souls three all week. So, traitor. 
And apparently he just watched Game of Thrones and is holding that over my head because oh. he said it's a pretty <laughs> crazy episode. Well, that's that's why this episode is so special, right? We're just going to talk Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, no, that's why Gabble's not going to speak this episode because he won't be able to speak without talking about Game of Thrones. Every yeah. time I open my mouth, it might be a Game of Thrones spoiler. You never know. <laughs> yeah, don't. let's not do nice. that. I already read them all. I'm on board with this. <laughs> and uh, last but not least... Scooby Deezy's back. What's up, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. And I uh, I haven't been doing much of anything in the game world because my wife and I finally got around to watching season two of Daredevil. And so we've just Ooh. been binging every night on Netflix. Nice. Going through like three episodes at a time. So, so that's where that's, I've been. That's awesome. I got sidetracked about halfway through the second season and have not made it back yet. So I'm, uh, I'm wanting to. The, the Punisher character is just awesome. Yeah, he's that actor's been doing a really good job with that character. So yeah, yeah been good. absolutely awesome. Well, and like we said, we have a pretty special episode here, um, and we've got a, a final kind of special guest here. And her previous work includes working with IGN, Intel, Sega, three four three, Treyarch, Two K Games, and Bungie. Um, she's an amazing voice actress, and most of you will know her from her work in Destiny as Eris Morn. It's our pleasure to introduce Morla Gorondona. How's it going? Hello. Hi, everyone. Uh, How's it going? Good. It's great. Everything's <laughs> going. <laughs> See, there's great. that awkwardness I said was yeah. going to happen uh, right there. It's like, okay, what's it? Just get it right off the bat. Just get it right off the bat. It's, uh, it's going great. I've been, uh, myself, I've been playing a little bit of uh, what I like to call like box Tetris. I've been moving, so just trying to find <laughs> how everything fits into new spaces, and it doesn't, it doesn't fit. It's the, it's the ever-losing battle of Tetris, but, uh, but I'm happy to be here, taking a break from moving and, and uh, talking with you guys. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I, we, uh, we follow you on Twitter, and when you started moving and there was a picture of this gigantic, probably the biggest moving truck I've ever seen. Um, I was like, holy cow, that does not look like fun at all. But then again, I've, I've lived like in the same probably 30 to 40 mile radius my whole life. So moving was usually just lots of little trips and setting up stuff as you go. So yeah, those are, those are the fun moves. Yeah. Those, uh, those little ones where you can like just load up the car and do it one car load at a time. But uh, not this one. This was a, this was a big one. This was like a state-to-state jump or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It was a, a Washington to Southern California move. So big, quite a yeah, big one. for so, sure. So basically, Canada to Mexico, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we're gonna get into uh, this a little bit and talk about some of the work that uh, Morla has been a part of. Um, both as a, a voice actress in some of the, the games that we are all familiar with and some of the stuff she works on outside of gaming. Um, but I want to talk about probably one of the most important jobs, and that is that of a mother. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up next week, so yeah. make sure and, and say Happy Mother's Day to your mom, to your friend's moms, to any moms you know, because without them you wouldn't be here. And... Morla, I want to say Happy Mother's Day to you. And oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, and and you know, it's I've this this past weekend I've been with my entire family, which is 
been you know up to to four generations and it's been just amazing and and again kind of resonates to me how important at least for me family is and so i just wanted to to make sure and mention that to everyone out there to to love your mom say hi to them and and even the moms that may not have have you know there's always the moms that struggle early on you know there's this there's postpartum depression is a real thing and so you know that's that can be rough on some some new moms and Again, we still got to remember them, and, and it's still their day, and without them, you wouldn't be here. So happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there listening and to all of our fans' moms. So tell them X-Ray said happy Mother's Day. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's so really it's sweet. Do you want to name, you wanna name I them will. all so, Okay, so you guys just happy hang Mother's on for the next, Mother's Day episode like, where you just name moms. <laughs> yeah. And you follow us on moms, Twitter. You guys the name of your mom. You know. you guys, we're, I, we're famous video game moms. I love all the moms. So. Are you guys <laughs> done really making fun of me again? <laughs> can we can we proceed? No. <laughs> We're good. All right. For now. Um, <laughs> for now. Uh, and so we've got a list here of some of the stuff you've that that you've been involved in. I'm gonna go through and I'm oh. gonna name a name some of these uh, okay. games real quick, and then we'll jump yeah. into some of the the Q and A stuff. Sure. Um, so just again, because some people may not have gamed much outside of destiny or been involved what? in any of these other games yeah i know i know it's some no I, I, it makes sense I, I totally get it i understand i understand <laughs> how that can happen so uh it looks like here recently you've been involved with call of duty uh black ops 3 as True. aaron battery baker yes 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 and uh what's what kind of character is that she's she's a badass she's a she's a real badass she's a She's a specialist. She is the youngest of five and the only girl. And everyone in her family is in the military and uh, she's carrying on the legacy. And she is badass. That's that's the best way to describe her. <laughs> well, that's that's good with a name like Battery. It, 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 uh... Well, is that yeah, like that's what I was battery? thinking about. <laughs> nine, nine, nine yeah. volt battery. <laughs> And uh, I won't do this for all that. I won't do this for everything we have listed here, but just the kind of the, the big names that we kind of recognize. So you also did uh, Lieutenant Quan in Halo Spartan Strike, obviously Eris Morn in Destiny, uh, the computer in Sev Zero. Now, what's that one? So Sev Zero uh, was Amazon's very first game ever. And I was lucky enough to be the, the AI in that. It was nice to be, to be a part of that. Nice. That historic moment. Now, without spoiling the game, were you a rampant AI? <laughs> <laughs> Bungie has the, has that kind of down pat, so we just want to you know we talk about that a lot. No, not not so much rampant. Not not, not right. this not this time. No. So it also looks like there was a Sev Zero air support. Is that a separate game or in addition to it? Do you know? It was uh, it was it was separate, but very but similar. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and then uh, also Infamous Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were just random pedestrians? I, I, well, that's actually a, a fun story. So Infamous 2 was uh, set in New Marais, mm-hmm. which is New Orleans, essentially. Right. And uh, when I spoke with the audio director of the game, I found out that they were really making great strides to uh, make the audio as authentic as possible. And I found out that they had hired one of my favorite bands from New Orleans called Galactic to uh, to do the score. 
And I decided, I was like, I have to be, I have to be in this game. I'm from New Orleans. So <laughs> I, I was like, I absolutely have to be in this game. Um, so I, I found a way to be in it. I made a lot of phone calls and, and just pitched myself as a, a Southern accent, Southern dialect specialist and uh, made them realize that the game could not go on without me. <laughs> Whether they believe that or not, they still hired me for the game. They cast me in the game, and then I, I had kind of a, a bit of a free reign to, to do various types of accents from like, um, like a, a, a debutante, like a North Mississippi debutante, as I like to call her, and, and a New Orleans yacht, and, and a bunch of different types of accents. It was a lot, a lot of fun. That's, that is so cool. And if and anyone who's listening, if you haven't been to Morla's website, which is morlagorndona.com, uh, she's actually got um, some of the uh, some of her reels up there that have some of the different voices she does, kind of like demo reels. And you can go there and check it out. And so I assume some of them are. I remember some of them being some of that southern kind of, of accented character. Yeah. So yeah, go check that yeah. out. It's really really fun to listen to. <laughs> I love the southern accents. <laughs> there are lots of them. There are lots and lots of different ones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Did you use the southern accent when you called them? Uh, no, no, because I knew I knew them. I knew them ahead of time, so they knew. Yeah, so oh, I, all I, right. They would have. That would have been <laughs> odd, but uh, that would have been a good. That would have been a good approach. That would have been a good tactic. Oh, see, that was just an accent. See, hi. I can see do what these I other did ones there. too. Ha Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> nice. You're smart. You're smart. I like it. So let's run down a few few more of these games real quick. Uh, so also it looks like Bioshock 2. Uh, yes. Yeah, and that's also a, another good story, if I may. Um, no, so please. The very, the very first game, the game that got me, like, I, I, when I, I decided I wanted to work in games was because of Bioshock. And I fell, I just fell in love with it. I didn't know that that was possible. I didn't know... <laughs> That kind of uh, story-driven game was possible with a beautiful, with a beautiful narrative and and rich vocal uh, vocalization. I didn't I didn't know that that existed. My previous experience with games was NES, and uh, I was like all about Spy vs. Spy and Dr. Mario and uh, Bubble Bobble. Oh yeah, which I will <laughs> nice. take you down in Bubble Bobble. Oh, Uh-oh. yes. I said it here. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> you will rue the day. You will rule, <laughs> rue the day. But uh, yeah, so that was my that was my experience. Like, um, and so many years had gone by, and then I I saw Bioshock and was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I said, I I am bound to determine if they ever do a sequel to this game, I will be in this game. And ta-da. Ta-da, there it is. I got to that's be in amazing. the game. That's amazing. I mean, that's yeah. the way you talk about it is is just inspiring to say, you know what? I'm going to be in this, and then I go do it. I mean, I'm sure that there's probably some you've. I'm not. I'm not going to call you out on it, it was, but I'm sure there's no, sometimes was, you said, I mean, "I'm going to be in this it, game," it was, and it, it didn't was quite kind pan of, out. It, but it was a little bit like the the road unpaved uh, before me in that situation. I I went to a lot of conferences, and it's part of. Uh, 
you know, it's just like meeting people. That's kind of part of my, when people ask me, what a, how do you get into games? Like you got to meet the people who like make the games yeah. and, and just, you know, be yourself and, and get to know them. And uh, so I did, I, 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 I was at Austin GDC, which unfortunately does not exist anymore. They had a really great audio track there. So it was almost, it was almost as though it were, it were uh, game audio GDC. And I befriended some, some people there, and it turns out later on that one of the people who I, I met there wound up moving to the Bay Area when I was living there as well. And he wound up being the, uh, the, the casting director and voiceover director for Bioshock 2. So, yeah, it just did. It just kind of, there's your path. There's your path to your destiny right there. Oh, path to destiny. I didn't even mean to do that. That's Whoa. so funny. Yeah. 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 Path to destiny. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, so we also have, uh, there's, I'm going to skip a couple of these other ones, but the very last one we have on here, it says it's a no cross, no crown documentary. And yes, is that something you produced? Yeah, I was a, a, a co-producer on that. It was, um, it was, it kind of, it, oh, gosh, how do I even describe it? It, it was something, it's a documentary about, it started out, well, okay. <laughs> Where does this thing even start? It started after Hurricane Katrina. It, it, after I'm, I said I was, I'm from New Orleans. I was living in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina, evacuated oh. with my family. Um, eventually, I wound up in New York, um, not really kind of knowing what I was going to do, how long I would be there. At, uh, at one point, I, um, a friend of mine, uh, their band was also moving to New York and they also they didn't know what they were going to do but they were together and i somehow wound up be befriending a uh a, a director a film director and she was really intrigued with this band and um we wound up uh kind of making starting off making a documentary about them uh the band is called the public and the name of the documentary was We Are the Public. And it was set, um, it was trying to find out what happens to a New Orleans band uh, that is no longer, that isn't in New Orleans. New, the sound, the New Orleans sound is so definitive. Now, they're not a New Orleans style band, but it's often said that a New Orleans, you can always tell a New Orleans band by the drummer. And the drummer's obviously from New Orleans as well. So they were a big part of like the indie music scene in New Orleans and they wound up in New York and they were just we were just kind of following them around and then when that ended it became a very small documentary when that ended we decided well there's a bigger story here there are lots of other musicians lots of other bands that are displaced and we the larger story is what happens to New Orleans music as it doesn't when it doesn't have a home what does it become how does it intermingle with other other forms of music how does it like, what, is that, what does that turn into? And eventually, uh, we actually wound up getting, being able to get back to, and I was able to move back to New Orleans a lot sooner than I anticipated, uh, fortunately. And uh, the documentary kind of took on legs and became all about um, the, 
musicians in New Orleans and the recovery in New Orleans and, and how the hurricane affected them. And we got to, I got to meet some, such an amazing opportunity. I got to meet iconic New Orleans music legends and uh, that I probably would have been too terrified to approach if I didn't have <laughs> this, this documentary, who turned out to be the most welcoming, warm, loving people. And I was like, why was I ever afraid to ever approach these like Topsy Chapman and Al Carnival Time Johnson? And uh, I mean, just amazing, amazing people. And um, yeah, so that's what that, that's what the documentary is. And I, I uh, producing that, I was, I was kind of the liaison between the director and the, the musicians who we wanted to be a part of it. That, that is so, that is great. I mean, that's something that you don't really think about is when something like Hurricane Katrina happens, it pretty much just shuts down that place for an extremely long time. What happens to that, that kind of culture that, that is in that area? And, and New Orleans, of all places, is so unique that it's like, you know, how does that live on? Or, I mean, you know, you know what's going to live on when, as, as the community rebuilds, but what does it do kind of in the interim and how does it, how does it survive? Especially like you said, some of those smaller bands that, that I'm sure, you know, struggled extremely, uh, during the, that time. That's, that's, that's so neat. Is it working? Is there somewhere we can find that? Cause I'd be oh, I'm like, that's a, that's a good, that's a good <laughs> question. That's a really good question. We'll have um, to talk I'm about sure, that. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I'm sure it can be, I have a copy. <laughs> well, all right. I have a copy. No, it was, um, it was, you know, we didn't know. We didn't know what was going, we had no idea where we were going to be. We didn't know how long any of us were going to be away. Um, you know, best projections were five years. Like, New Orleans isn't going to return right. until, like, infrastructure-wise, like, five years. And worst case, we were like 10, 15. Luckily, we were all able to return home. Not all. I shouldn't say all because a lot of people still haven't returned. But um, I should say myself, I fortunately was able to return a lot sooner and, um, and, and be there. And I felt like I, 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 it was some of the hardest time of my life and some of the most amazing time of my life being in New Orleans uh, post Katrina, it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, indescribable. exactly. Indescribable. Pretty, there's no words, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty remarkable. I was doing concert production at this time. So I had the, I was, I produced shows in New Orleans, concerts in New Orleans pre Katrina and then post Katrina. Really? So I sort of, all, oh, wow. yeah. So I had a firsthand, a firsthand view of sort of how that landscape yeah. changed and, how the people and the environments change is really kind of striking and fascinating. But this, I find this documentary really interesting just because music is one of those things that survives mm -hmm. things like this. It's like houses fall and culture adapts and landscapes change, but you know, music survives through all of this. So it was, it was fascinating just for me personally to watch how the music scene sort of changed and evolved mm -hmm. and adapted post and pre and post this uh, this documentary sounds fascinating to me it was, it was there are a lot of brave people people were despite everything people were just like we have to get back we have to do we didn't, no one knew what the recovery was going to look like uh or sound like 
and we just knew that we had to be there and do something and and find out what normal is what what is new normal what is new normal and uh yeah so that's what we did that's what we did that i applaud you that is that is great so (laughs) Uh, so well you know you didn't start off as a voice actor right you uh your formal education is in theater and uh, is is that i mean what made you pick up theater from the beginning and then move kind of to a different path oh um i think my the first play i ever i ever did was in first grade or second grade or something and um yeah it was one of those things you hear people talk about like you were bitten by the bug and that's exactly it i i auditioned i got the part i did this play for however many weeks and like yeah that's it i'm done i that's exactly what i want to do and i think uh after that i like i took ballet and i i studied cello for a while and i did a bunch of other things that were very um, public facing but the whole time in the back of my head I was like yeah but i'm then i'm going to do i'm going to work in theater and much to my mother's surprise she's like yeah i thought you were going to play cello i thought you were going to be a ballet dancer. I thought you were going to do all these other things that you were doing in the meantime. I was like, nah, I was just biding my time doing this other <laughs> stuff until I had the opportunity to to work in, in theater again. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I got my, my BFA in theater and moved to New York, did, um, did a lot of improv in, in New York, um, at which... Which I think actually, uh, it it it's very valuable. It's very I think it's valuable just in general to have that kind of that um, nimble way of thinking about words and 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 uh, and yeah, just to just think about words differently and 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 playing with them. Uh, studied a lot of Shakespeare, which I think also was very beneficial to me, just in general, but also uh, in for VO as well. Um, Study a lot of stage combat, and which surprisingly turned out to be very <laughs> helpful to me in, you know, in ways that I wouldn't have ever imagined. But um, yeah, I think um, I think the the big uh, the, the the big change for me was when I I was so insistent. I was so insistent. I'm going to work in theater. I'm going to work at theater. It's noble. It's what. It's pure. It's 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 what I want to do. And, um, and then I left a message for my, my, uh, agent and the voiceover agent overheard it. And she's like, nah, she's going to be in, she's got to be on voiceover. I was like, oh, okay. So she just kind of took over. (laughs) So she just kind of took over. And I did a lot of, I did a lot of commercials at that time. So it was, uh, very like getting, getting the script as as I'm walking in and um, you know for auditions, getting the script, walking in, making big decisions is something that you learn in theater. Is like you have to make really big, bold decisions, and then taking that and then refining it for a, a very intimate space, and not and 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 not relying on reaction, um, and just making that adjustment. It was it it took time, but that's. Uh, 
I think that's, I guess that's how it started. And, but I, I didn't really, um, you know, commercials, they, they were, they were, they were beneficial, certainly. Um, but creatively fulfilling, not so much. <laughs> so are you, so are you the one on those super annoying, like late night commercials about like random products that you only ever see for like a month and then they disappear? I just like JetBlue. I remember it was like right when JetBlue oh, yeah. was kind. Of, yeah, so I did some like JetBlue stuff. Really? And, uh, oh, this was kind of fun. I, uh, <laughs> I, you do you remember the? Um, do you remember what is it called? Uh, oh my gosh, um, um, Celebrity Deathmatch. Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh match. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Well, it's yeah. not as cool because I didn't get the part, but I was, I was. Uh, <laughs> One person away from from being the voice of Bjork in Celebrity. Oh Death my Match. gosh! <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was. I mean, just auditioning for that was fun. So yeah. I'm sure that's. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Nice. I, I didn't have a whole lot of exposure to animation. Maybe if I had at that time, I would have gone a completely different way. You know, it would have gone something completely different. Maybe I would have found the creative fulfillment that I, that I wanted from that, but. When I when I was introduced to Bioshock, then it became like, oh wow, this is really, this is all this stuff that I learned from doing commercials, and and some narration and things of that nature, with this boundless uh, opportunity. Like I can I can I'm not limited by physical form, so it's even better than theater in that regard because I don't have to. I don't have to fit a type. If I can, if I can, if I can make my voice sound like the thing that they want, then I can be that thing. Um, mm-hmm. so it was amazing. It was, it was, it was definitely a huge paradigm shift. Well, we mentioned some of your clients uh, in your introduction, and we just learned a few more, like JetBlue. Oh. I'm sure are <laughs> are listening. I'm sure our listeners will dig up those JetBlue oh, commercials. Good luck. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Good luck finding that. You'd be surprised. Our listeners are diligent. Uh, so what? So with the now that you've you've and this is sort of an amazing story, like a a voicemail message leads to yeah. VO work. Uh, so continuing that path, how did you end up getting involved with Bungie and uh, Destiny? You know, I feel like I'm just telling you all these stories of like this amazing, ridiculous, unbelievable circumstances that just kind of unfold. And it's, <laughs> this is just another one of those kinds of situations. It's one of those circumstances. Uh, I, I, I mentioned to you about going to conferences. It's, a, it's just an important, I, I believe that that's really an important thing to do uh, for aspiring or even established uh, voice actors. Um, so yeah, I, I I was attending GDC one year. I'm going way back, but I was att- <laughs> attending GDC <laughs> one year, as I do pretty much every year. And one of the one of the sessions that I cannot miss, that I I will not miss, is the um, is the Game Audio Network Guild demo derbies there's a music demo derby and um there used to be a a sound design demo derby now it's kind of like an interactive slash sound design demo derby but back this is this is back when it was solely sound design and i i love i love going to those because it's amazing to see 
who's like who's coming up like what are what what inspiration do people have and uh how do you how do you put together a reel a lot of the information that i got from music demo derby and sound design demo derby i used that building my own reel and i didn't know where to start um so yeah i i, I gathered that information and um one of the one of the people there was this guy who was just starting out. He was like kind of throwing caution to the wind, putting all his money on sound design. He again, he decided he's like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm 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 all in. I'm in sound design. And his first step was going to the Game Audio Network Guild sound design demo derby. And he was amazing. He was just really amazing. And the guy, his name is Stephen Hottie. And I remember, I remember when he stood up to say his name, he said, Stephen, Stephen Hottie. And I, without, I hadn't, I didn't look at him. I hadn't looked at him at all. I just laughed because it, I thought he said he, his name was Hottie, like, like I'm a hottie. So I laughed out loud without, and I guess I did it really loud because the entire room looked at me and I was like, oh man. So, oh, this guy's like already, he's everyone up there, everyone who's, who's, who's going up there is super nervous. And I just shined a spotlight on this guy and maybe not the best possible way, but he presented and he was phenomenal. And I remember afterwards I went up to him and I, I gave him my card and I said, you were great. I, you know, I know your sound design, maybe somehow, someday, some way we can work together. And he's like, that's, he's like, wow, thank you. It really means a lot to me. And we just kind of exchanged information. At one point he was building a demo reel and he's like, hey, can I get, can I get some feedback on it? And I, I took it very seriously. I gave him feedback on it. And, um, and then like fast forward, we just kind of came, we kept in very loose contact, but we, we maintained contact and just kept in touch every once in a while, just ping each other. One GDC, he, uh, like, hey, I'm going to be at GDC. I'm, I'm, he, he wound up working for, uh, he worked for Volition. He wound up getting hired by Volition. He was working for Volition. He was doing a presentation at GDC, and it happened to be a year. Well, I was, I only missed one GDC ever in my life since I started going to GDC. And this was, yeah. So wow. I, um, this was the, the year before I was about to miss a year. Anyway, so I, I, <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm going to be there too, of course. Uh, let's meet up. And it turned out. I told him, I said, I have some big news. And he said, I have some big news too. Like, okay, cool. And then we were kind of like, one, two, three, go. And we both said at the same time, I'm moving to Washington. We're like, what? <laughs> we're both moving to Washington. And we're like, that's crazy. And uh, we turned out we were like going to be neighbors. It was just really nuts. He's like, well, that's cool. That's cool. And so uh, we, he, he was moving to Bungie. He was moving to Washington. I just gave it away. He was moving to Washington because he was hired <laughs> by Bungie and uh, to 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 work in sound design for Bungie. And I'm like, well, that's cool. That's great. And you know, sound design and voiceover. There's hardly there's not a whole lot of overlap there. But we kept in touch. Uh, and one day he called me and he's like, I've got this idea. I've got this really. They're um, they're kind of taking a chance on it, but I've got this really cool idea. And I would like to hire you to to do some kind of creature sounds. And I said, um, yeah, absolutely, for sure. So I went in and and um, and he gave me this description of this super like these like um, like 
this description of this these sounds that he wanted me to try and make um like this like dry beastie kind of sound like his, his description was um imagine a huge giant library an ancient library filled with like books that are uh, moments from decay and um uh, I want to like create the sound of what it's like to like shoot those books. <laughs> and it was like, okay, okay. And like, what, it, what is the sound of like, just like, kinda, like the dry, just this dryness. And, um, but terrifying, like horrifying sounds. And, um, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. So spent some time doing that. And that wound up being the sound of the hive. Um, and then fast forward, uh, however much later after that, um, I was got a phone call saying, hey, because you did the Hive, they have this new character. Uh, Bungie has this new character who is very closely connected with the Hive. And uh, we'd like to hear what you have to do. Like, we'd like to hear what your interpretation of this character would be being so closely connected to the hive, what would your take on her be? So I, I did, I, uh, I auditioned and uh, were this cool character who they describe as like crazy mad. I'm like, yes, sounds amazing, I love it. And, uh, and, that's, and that's, uh, that's Eris. That's very cool. That's a, so you, you actually have like a real world connection between like the decision, well, not the decision, but the Eris is a result of you already Crazy? being familiar with oh well making all the noises. <laughs> yeah. The oh yeah, that's, that that. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 um, that's 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 a ver- that's a version of the story that I have heard. Is that the directly a result of of having having voiced the hive that they thought it was there was some some poetry to that that uh, wouldn't it be great if wouldn't it be poetic if the voice of Eris was the same person who actually voiced the hive yeah nice. although if you had asked me what did the hive sound like i never in a million years would have thought of an ancient library being it was shut it up. was just some it was some cool imagery you know it was like uh it was just like a, a starting point for it but yeah there was it was fun it was fun i love the space where voiceover and sound design meet and kind of cross over uh, I think it's a really cool. I think it's a cool space. So yeah, that's how. That's how I uh, got Eris. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So so we know you did some other sound effects. I guess you could say with, um, like weapons and things like that. Did that happen all kind of during the same time you created? Yeah, that, that was all just from. That was all from that same. That, that same. same uh, that same session. Mm-hmm. Do you know if there's any guns specifically that got your track, or is it kind of just a? Oh, I don't. I mixture? don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. Nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the people in the audience to start doing like audio yeah. comparisons. What guns sound like Hive? <laughs> and then they're gonna like de- like sound swap your actual voice to gunshots, and then make a video. More or less, the sound of Thorn confirmed. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, so how do you like working in video games versus you know, more traditional mediums like acting, theater, modeling? Like, are there major differences that you've kind of encountered? 
Oh, sure. I, you know, it's actually a really interesting question because my initial response is yes, definitely. There are huge differences um, because with, uh, with, with uh, stage acting, there's, there's, there's um, you know, someone to act off of. There's, uh, you know, you, you, it's different every time because what, what your, your fellow actor is giving you may change slightly, which may change the next thing you say ever so slightly. It's, it's, um, it's very alive. It's very scary in that regard because you never know what's going to happen. Um, but exciting. And there's, there's a, there's a huge rehearsal process, so there's a lot of time to develop a character and and um, memorize lines and really, it's 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 actually a luxury. It's very a very luxurious. It's a difficult process. It's it's strenuous. It can be time consuming, but it's it's a luxury to have the time to spend with a character to really understand it on many different levels, um, and. And you know, there's a, a physicality like having your having having your body involved with the acting is is nice. It's good. It's uh, it's not, it's it's how it should be. I mean, that's how we that's how we that's how we move. That's how we use our bodies to communicate and 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 and, and you know, we don't we don't stand perfectly still and try and deliver impassioned speeches, being perfectly still. Um, so there's definitely, obviously, theater is much more organic. But uh, so yeah, it took a it took a lot of it took time and practice and more practice to learn how to take all of those things that I learned from theater uh, and and maintain them, but do them much smaller, <laughs> like do them in, in a very very uh, a small space. And be vocally big without being physically big. Uh, so yeah, that's a, and 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 getting used to not getting any feedback. I mean, surely a director gives feedback. A good director gives feedback, uh, but not having that immediate response from your fellow actor, and not having that that rush of response from an audience. So that that takes some getting used to for sure. And I say that, but one of the things that I was actually having a conversation with some some fellow uh, uh, voice voiceover game voiceover industry people we were having a conversation about. It. It's interesting that as as video games uh, move forward, they're actually becoming more like theater. There's they're building in developers are building in rehearsal process and they're getting scripts out ahead of time. And there's, um, things like table read, which usually are associated with, with, uh, a theatrical production. And with perf cap, there is the reintroduction of physicality. So, um, so it's, it's kind of interesting that it's, it's, it's coming full circle. So, so initial response is yes, very different. Follow-up response is maybe not so different anymore in the future. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead for a second here because this question kind of leads in. But um, do you ever get to like? Do they ever call in other actors 
um, alongside you like to, to work off in the same session or are you totally alone in the booth? Like, do you ever get to respond to Nathan Fillion? Like, because Cade Six and Eris in the game have, you know, back and forth dialogue, but do you ever get to work with him? I, I, you know, I actually have not had the the uh, opportunity or the pleasure of working with Nathan Fillion. Um, most of the, well, all of the sessions that I did, I was living in, in the Pacific Northwest at the time, so I was recording directly at Bungie. The majority of their sessions were done in Los Angeles. So I, uh, no, we never had opportunity to do that. I think that they, there was some of that early on, but um, I came in as heiress. I came in, I came in later. So I, hmm. I, uh, and I, I honestly, I don't even know what they're, what I don't, I'm not, I was not privy to how they, how they hold sessions uh, only from what I've learned, only from what I saw on like the um, the Vidox. But uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what's funny? <laughs> oh, it's like learning learning from those those Vidox. The oh, right, we, right. We learn about a lot of that stuff. No, I, I um I I didn't know I don't know how they were doing their sessions. I just only know how I do mine, and uh, mine were done at 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 Bungie. Well, so, you know, I'm going to jump out of Destiny for just a second, and, and we saw that you, uh, this is, I guess, your fifth consecutive year that you were the quote-unquote voice of the uh, Game Audio Network Guild Awards ceremony. Now, oh, does yeah. that mean mm-hmm. that, that you um, you were, like, the, the voice behind, you know, introducing the the people who are nominated for these different awards and, and things? Right, or, right, yeah. yeah, so it's the... Uh... Welcome to the 15th annual Game Audio Network Guild Awards. You know, that kind now, of thing, for sure. The, and, like, the nominees are, exactly. So, now, I'm sure it's just like any other job to some degree, but I, I threw this in here because I was really curious, you know, did you feel any different knowing that you're really presenting yourself to this gigantic group of your peers of, of people that are doing the same things you're doing and producing the same kind of material. And, and basically, uh, you know, it's, it's not, to me, it just seems like it would be, be nerve wracking to, to be like critiqued kind of on the fly by your, your peers. Um, yeah, I mean, I can, I could see, sure. It's, it's, it's for my, for my peers, but I, um, I don't think nerve wracking. I think it opportunity for sure. You know, that's it's it's any opportunity to be heard doing the thing that I do the best that I have mastery over is great opportunity. So, yeah, I mean, definitely. I, and I know, I know that there. I I would want to say even that. Uh, the work that I did on Resistance Burning Skies, even though it was nothing like, nothing like that announcer character at all, I became friends with the, the, uh, the person who was in charge of casting for that game uh, as a result of the work that I did for the Game Audio Network Guild Awards. And she would tell me, she's like, gosh, I just love that voice. And so I, I always think of that voice whenever there's an opportunity and I think that there's even a remote chance that'll fit. She's like, I just want to put you into that. So I, I, I worked with her a couple of times. 
uh, as a result of, of, of that, that what I did for the award ceremony. So yeah, any any opportunity. It's it's not. I don't think it's nerve wracking because it's 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 what I do. You know, it's 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 not it's not scary. It's maybe more of that challenge to kind of prove yourself. I, um, Even, no, I don't. I guess I, I would. I, I guess I would feel that way in my career. Is you know, as a, a an X ray tech or when I was mm-hmm. still shooting films, it's like you know, I, if I'm being evaluated by or I'm teaching new people or showing people mm-hmm. who I work with what I'm doing. I'd want to do a better job and I'd try harder. And, and I guess, I guess maybe I, w- I don't think I'd be as nervous. I guess it just seems like in your line of work. I mean, I think, I think, there's work, a, I think that, that there might be a sense of, it, you know, the, uh, the voice of the award ceremony is like, it's not the focal point of the award ceremony. So I think that there there may be um, a tendency or there may be an inclination to be like, oh, I'll just say the lines because it's really simple. It's not very character driven. It's not like dynamic script or anything. It's just me reading names of developers and the names of the games. And so I can just do it, you know, like almost phone it in kind of thing. But <laughs> the dry, the, the push to that is like, well, two, it's twofold. One these are developers and publishers hearing their names at an award ceremony, which is very important to them. So of course I, I treat each one as like, it's like, it's like these little treasures. It's like here I get to say the name of the developer and I want them to feel as though I, I want them to know that I know that it's special. I want them to feel as though their name is being elevated right the, the name of their game is being elevated it's not being thrown away it this is important um and and the other side of that is is that sh- anything worth doing is worth doing well so yeah just give give uh, give life to that that's that's so great now do you think after five years that let's, let's say that let's say the voice changed do you think people would walk in and go where the hell did Morla go? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, um, I think so. Actually, I think people come to like, know that that's like my, like that's, I that's what I've I've been yeah I've been doing it for many years. People like know that that's that's my voice and and uh, I think I think I think they would maybe not everybody would notice, but I think I think I'll, the regulars. <laughs> yeah, they would know. Yeah, that's neat. I mean, and I, I hope they'd be bummed too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I was bummed when the uh, the announcer on the Prices Right changed after like forty <laughs> years or whatever. <laughs> it's exactly like that. It's exactly. <laughs> it, it, I mean, you. But really, though, no. I mean, I could see how that 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 is definitely a thing because you get you hear these you hear these voices and that's what sticks with you. You know, it's like they changed our ghost in Destiny. You know, yeah. after the first year, and some people don't know there's a difference who just started playing but the people who played with uh with year one uh dinklebot you know uh peter dinklage voice <laughs> didn't you know we we know the change we, we see it we hear it and it, it's definitely you can it feels different and so sure. yeah it definitely can hear sure. where you're coming from that's that's awesome if it makes you feel better, X-Ray, I'm constantly judging you on the Good, process. yeah. I deserve to be judged and belittled like I constantly am, so that's perfect. <laughs> so, well, I, 
let's get back into uh, some more Eris talk because she's super sure. creepy and and very <laughs> very awesome. I mean, she's such a such a pivotal role in the the series at this point, and and so uh, what it, it's you know she was go ahead. But that's I said, but that's the thing, right? So Eris wasn't part of the original Destiny vanilla right, experience. Right. Uh, but since the Dark Below, she has become so important. She's played a pivotal role in Dark Below and Taken King. Yeah. So I guess uh, my question for you, Morla, would be: Did you know that you'd be taking on such an important role, like such a critical story character, when you first mm-hmm. started? No, no, I didn't. I I had no idea. I knew. I didn't know what. Um, I know I didn't know where she was going to lead or or how she was going to develop or or uh, I knew I mean just by by virtue of the fact that I had um, a significant amount of lines like well there's 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 some gravity to this but uh, not you know have no idea and 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 um, yeah I was really just focused on on portraying or developing and portraying this character and giving giving her some some life and and interest and making her compelling that was my my focus you certainly did an amazing job in that (laughs) when they went through the uh, i think you had the lines in the script you know did they go over like her backstory i don't like we have other stories in the grimoire cards that weren't voiced necessarily, but were those shared with you at all? The, the story, the majority of the story that I, I got was about going down into the pit and that, that was what really, um, that, that, that imagery that, that it conjured for me is what, uh, is what helped me develop the, the voice like that, that, um, that, falling into the or or marching into despair and marching into uh into terror is what um is what <laughs> helped inform the character and then uh aside from that mostly it's 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 you know get get getting information backstory up uh, as is needed um it's 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 not it's not necessarily always a great thing to give an actor tons and tons and tons of backstory when start. It, like backstory is important for sure, but um, a, a, you kind of want abundance them to create of that themselves. yeah. Well, an abundance of of backstory when you're one. You have some you know time constraints on on how long you're going to be in session and and how much is important to get the character developed is is. Is how much is needed to to develop a to develop a voice is is a is a question now. Uh, some people say that it's all all information, all the information you can get is great. There's no such thing as too much information. Others have a different point of view, so uh, it's finding that balance. So I um, information was definitely given to me as uh, as needed, and as as was as made sense. So, like, when you're recording um, a single line, let's say just one of, you know, Eris's, uh, you know, kind of shorter interactions, mm-hmm. if you're not recording with the other actors to kind mm-hmm. of play off of them, I mean, you may have, like, a stand-in or whatever, reading lines. Do you record it 
you know, four or five different ways and then kind of leave it at that. And then it, it's, you know, the they choose which one fits the best or yeah. do you kind of, yeah. Exactly. So it's, uh, it's usually three, three uh, versions of the line. Uh, try to make them as different as possible while still giving the same message, you know, if they're still giving the same intent. Uh, and yeah, sometimes it's half of one line and half of another line. <laughs> yeah, it's half of one take and half of another take. And then sometimes it's uh, this, you know, here, we'll record it this way with this information, thinking like you're about to go into battle or you're, you're um, like one step away from facing your the, 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 the bad guy in, the, in, the, in this particular scene or, or you're about to... Or and then they're like, well, but it may for safety we'll do one where you're three steps away, so your your voice is a, not quite as shouty, or you're you know you're you're sneaking up on it. So we'll do they'll they'll do different, and and this is not just this is just standard for you know all all video games pretty much. It's like well we'll just do safety just to make sure that we have coverage for every possible scenario or any variable any any possible variable so here's here's a okay, really okay, important I'm question ready. did did eris's tragic backstory prepare you for handing out raisins <laughs> to guardians um yeah actually <laughs> totally because it was great it was it was it, because it was so her and just it was just it was um just this ridiculous it was completely 100% serious and and ridiculous the nothing changed about the character just the it was i loved i loved those lines they were so great because it was the only way you can infuse humor to eris was in that situation right because yeah, it, it was, was just oh, it was yeah. oh, it was so good yeah. i was like oh man this is so much Fun. I had a lot of fun with those. They were great. <laughs> they were so they've, good. I can't. They've given the her a lot about? of. Uh, uh-huh. They've given uh, her a lot of levity recently, which has been. It's been really fun to hear that, and, and that <laughs> your delivery has been amazing. So dead. It's like just. What was the one about the? Um, are you wearing a mask? Right. Are you wearing a mask? I can't tell. <laughs> I'm blind. <laughs> I mean, like, it was so good. I am bidden to give you dried fruit candies. I mean, come on. Oh, so, good. so good. So good. And then the description on them is, what? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was I still got mine. Good. Oh, saving those forever. Good. So do I. Good. Yep. I like it. I have no idea. I have no, I don't you- ask me. I don't know, but good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they gave us raisins, and we really can't do anything with them. Right, right. So, yeah, if you if you kept them, where everyone's kind of hoping there'll be some secret heiress thing. But it's funny because I have friends that you know they played Destiny, but they didn't really know the story as much. They just played you know PvP or whatnot, and then when they'd go around the travel collecting all their treats, and then they'd get the heiress. They just are, are you kidding me? Raisins? This is so stupid. <laughs> like, no, it's not stupid. Laughing. It's awesome. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Was just ah was that's a that's a great narrative been, team. That is a really great narrative team. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of little things like that that have been 
added to Eris, uh, one of the things another team member, Beta, and I tend to do is hang around the characters in the tower to listen to their <laughs> idle dialogue. It's yeah, fun stuff. It's uh, fun. And Eris has some amazing She's crazy. ones. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. <laughs> She's nuts. Or, or is she? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is she? Hmm. So I'm yeah. going to jump off here. Something we just found or just read or I read uh, that drop drop slash posted a little bit ago. There's this quote from uh, Lenny James who voices Lord Shax. And uh, it was it was basically asking him uh, some questions about you know his involvement uh, with, with the voices for Shax and everything. And it's kind of funny. I want to read this because it's it's pretty humorous. I want to see if you kind of have the same feeling or if it's if it's something that that uh, might be unique to him. But he said, my experience of destiny and being Lord Shax is every four months or five months, I get a telephone call to go to some studio and I stand in a studio for four hours speaking lines that I don't really understand the relevance of, but apparently they're very important. Then I come out of the studio and I go away. That's pretty much my experience of it, except every now and then when someone reminds me that there's a whole thing going on with my voice that I'm slightly disconnected from. <laughs> so, I mean, I know that, that that you're probably not playing the game and listening to yourself and, and doing all that, but uh, is that kind of the experience you get is, is, you know, whenever they have this new content, they're like, hey, we need you to come do a few voices or do a few lines. Uh, no, I think, I, think, I think my experience is going to be a little bit different. I, I have, um, I'm definitely, I'm a, I'm a fan of Destiny. I, I, I play, I, am, I track with it, I, I love the Destiny community, and <laughs> I, am, I just feel really fortunate. Like, I, I, I like being, I feel like, I'm, like I'm, I'm kind of part of the Destiny community, too. Like, I'd be a member of the Destiny community even if I weren't in the game. I, so I'm, I'm, I feel like I, I track everything really well. So I... I have an under, I think I, I know when, when things are coming up or, you know, and I just, I think I, I think I have a, I have a pretty good understanding of what to, or I, I don't know, like what, I, I understand the significance and I'm really grateful. Uh, I'm grateful for my role and I'm grateful to the community and I'm, I, I'm, it's not. It's not in the least bit insignificant to me at all. I'm highly aware of it, and I'm very grateful. That's that's so great to hear. And I mean, there's a lot of there's so many big names that I can definitely understand. Where you know you get a, a Nathan Fillion or Lance Reddick or, or Lenny James who don't necessarily have the the time necessarily to to, to dedicate, or even maybe the the you know the desire to be a part of of the the community as a whole and as much as I've seen you involved at least on Twitter and uh, some of the other events you've been a part of it's it's pretty pretty amazing I, I applaud you for that staying with within the community and you know I heard you on uh, aim assist gaming back for the breast cancer awareness charity oh, that event was so much fun. that was uh, a great time yeah that was that was really cool and you were there with I forget her name but she's the uh, Lita cosplay yes she's yes, so cosplay. cool mm-hmm. <laughs> she's yeah so cool. And, so, and we were like neighbors found out we were like whoa we're, we're cool we're neighbors <laughs> ooh that's know. creepy yeah yeah <laughs> 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 no I, but, I I 
and this is and this is no slight to this is no slight to um, any other any other voice actor who chooses to be or is not to be involved with the you know in, uh, involved with um, the game outside of the work. I mean, I'm, there are there are there are there are games that I've worked on that I'm 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 don't follow as much you know there are games that I've worked on in my in my past that like oh yeah that was fun and if anything else comes about it then that's cool um I think you know definitely Destiny and and Black Ops 3 are ones that are like yeah I just you know I love these games and I I I track it I want to be I'm invested in the community I'm invested in um the the teams that make them and I, I love, I, I love the the Bungie people. They're good people. I when I go to visit, it's like family. It's like meeting up with friends and hanging out with family. It's cool. So I'm yeah, I'm, and I I'm in. <laughs> I mean, I and I meant I meant no disrespect to any of the other voice actors that aren't as involved. It's just so refreshing to hear from those that are. It's it's just it's really really, un, I think kind of unique. Yeah. Well, there's also. I mean, by virtue of Eris's role in the story versus something like Shaxx. Like, if you'd never go into the Crucible, like, you'll only ever hear Shaxx right. in passing. But, you know, Eris's voice pops up everywhere, you know, on in story missions, in the tower, uh, in, in quest lines. Like, you have to go and talk to her, her a lot. So, and she, I mean, she says things, like, again, just because I've spent so much time listening to her idle dialogue, it's like, you run past her and she'll be like singing a nursery rhyme about oh, yeah, yeah. the hive. And it's just yeah, like, that's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> it, that's one of my favorite. The one little, two, little, three, little hive. I've killed too many. No, 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 no. That one. Is that the one you're talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you can play the game without experiencing a lot of shacks, but you'd be, even if you just came in in the Taken King, Eris is a major player. She's a, a huge part of the story. Yeah. So are you. Are you recognized uh, more for Eris now? I mean, just because of, of I mean, you're her, you know, essentially. <laughs> and, and so as much as you're involved in the community, are you recognized, you know, in public for, for being that voice for that, for that I character? I don't think that's ever, I don't think that that's, um, no one's ever come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, you're Eris. Or, hey, you're really? you know, like, no, uh-uh. No, I think because... And, you know, and I think that that's, I think that's good because, um, I, you know, I, I there's got to be, there's got to be, um, some willing suspension of disbelief. There's got to be some separation between the two because it's, yeah. she's, she's, uh, she's not, she's not me, you know? So it's, it's good. I don't, I don't want, I, I like, I like that. I like that, uh. There, there were, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think I'd want to be, I don't think I'd want, I mean, I, I appreciate, I would appreciate, I appreciate, um, appreciation. I appreciate appreciation. <laughs> sure. Of course. <laughs> of course. You know, and that's, that's, that's cool. But I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't know that it's necessarily a, um, I don't know that it's necessarily a great thing to be. Um, I don't know what's the what I'm trying to. It's it's 
synonymous with the character. I I don't even I don't even mind that. I don't want anyone to be taken out of the experience of the game. You know, I want it to be I don't I don't want I don't I wouldn't want anyone to be seeing my face or thinking about my, you know, seeing my face when they're playing the game because that's taking you out of the experience. Right. So I I would I'm glad that it's. It's separate. I'm glad for that. If that makes sense, does that make sense? Oh yeah, no, no, it okay. do, it does, it does. And <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I think just the the, I mean, if I saw you, I would I would definitely say, wow, I respect your work. It's it's so great to you know what you do, and and your voice is amazing, and and you know I wouldn't say, oh my gosh, you're Eris, when and start dogging you with a ton of questions about what it was like in the dark below. You know, I mean, it, <laughs> you know, I definitely know that you're not her, but but just the the fact that. I'd be if I I guess I'm more of a fan of yours as opposed to being a fan of Eris if I were to see you in public. You know what I mean? Oh, that's sweet. What if she was holding a tomb husk on the street and praising the I would run the other way. I would be I'd be like, call the police. <laughs> well, and I'll and I'll, and I'll say this much too, and the uh the feature that, that Bungie ran on you, Morla, um back when the Dark Below came out, it was one of the first time I'd ever seen a VO actor featured like that from a developer and honestly one of the only names that i knew up to that point of any uh bo actors aside from some of the um the bigger ones that they uh they really kind of advertised but um that was something that was really cool to see and i I was i don't know that that kind of recognition i think is uh, is well deserved and uh, it's i don't know it's i think at least among destiny players a lot of them i've heard say the same thing it's like yeah i I know Morla's name, but I don't know who this other person is. Or you know, there's there's a very common thread along uh, that line. So yeah, which I was coincidentally very is grateful oh. to for uh, to Deej for that for that opportunity to do the that um, interview. It was really it was really nice. It felt it felt it just you know very uh, par for the course with with Bungie being so and Bungie community being and the Destiny community being so. Um, really warm and uh and gracious and and um welcoming i've had a a a truly positive experience and i gotta tell you i was nervous at first because i I, you know people people can be not nice and uh (laughs) and it's it i've i've not had that experience at all that's good to hear and and that's something i think that's from what i've heard is somewhat unique to the the Bungie and Destiny community is that um, you know it's it's different than a World of Warcraft community who can be a little rough <laughs> on people and and just not as as warm and inviting so it's it's mm-hmm. nice to be a part of this as opposed to what I hear about other ones I know I don't know and maybe drop can speak more to this because I know he's been involved in a, in a few other communities but but uh, destiny and and Bungie just to me have been kind of the same experience at least you know and and we're just a small podcast but we've been kind of welcome with with you know open arms into the community and haven't really had any bad experiences and and so it's so much it's it's just great that's great i I attribute that to the mmo players uh i think i mean a lot of fps players are tradition i mean they're but they're highly competitive like they're super competitive players and a lot of times in mmos 
you're not necessarily overly competitive with other players. You're all sort of working towards the same goal. So that feeds into Destiny a bit, and it creates this unique instance where you have a predominantly FPS game uh, with a whole bunch of players who are used to just helping out other people. Uh, and just things like the the Destiny subreddit, uh, I mean, I, I think most of us are there many times a day just because it's where new things get discovered and it's where people like the Crucible Playbook subreddit and the Lore subreddit and the regular Destiny subreddit and the Raid Secrets. Like there's a there's a community that's willing to like share and talk and help people out with things. And yeah, there's a the fair share of like saltiness and complaining a lot of the time, but ultimately... Uh, the more people in the community who are sort of strong and moving forward and having a good experience with the game is sort of like elevates everybody's hey, experience. Hey, we help people game. out with the lore, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. I just realized we did that. That's pretty awesome of us <laughs> to do. <laughs> pat, 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 yeah. pat. Well, and you know something else, there though? The this experience, you know, it, talking to you, Morla, and, and, you know, we had a writer on. We had Seth Dickinson on, who yeah. a lot of people didn't know. I mean, we had one of the bigger names in the community, like, the day before we interviewed him, say, who was the writer of those books of sorrow? And we're like, uh, <laughs> well, you'll be hearing from him tomorrow. So, you know, it's it's fun to be able to, to get those people out there. And, and I think, you know, in the case of Seth, at first when we approached him, he was like, yeah, 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 okay. Um, sure, yeah, I'd love to do it, but, and then as we talked to him more and explained what we wanted to do, you know, we talked a lot about his, his background and his, his, uh, his novel that he's got out and just some of the other work he's done. And it's like a totally different side that, that people didn't know about or didn't know what these, these contributors to the game do. And it's so much fun to hear that from you too. So thank you. Um, we've got a few more things here we wanted to talk about. Uh, specifically uh, GDC, that was a big, big deal this year for you, right? Because oh yeah, sure. There, I mean, this year you uh, you were involved in a couple of the the different. Um, what are those called? Audio are are they camp. like seminars or? Yeah, it was the uh, it was the audio boot camp. Um, I did a, a, a little session on on VO and VO pipeline for uh, for audio boot camp this year. It was great. And it was so, great. It was a huge honor, actually. Like I say, I've been going to GDC for years, and um, and it's you know to to kind of be asked to participate in this way is um, it was a huge honor for me. It was really it was a really big deal, and um, I had a lot of fun with it, and I uh, I labored over my deck and uh and it was but it was fun it was good and it was fast <laughs> it was over so quickly but i'm 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 very you know again i'm just really happy to have been to been to been asked to participate and glad that i had the opportunity to do it now the is is the is gdc something that it's you kind of have to be already part of the community the 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 game development community to go to or is that something oh, no. that kind of aspiring yeah oh definitely there's so there's so much available yeah i mean i i went i went to gdc um never having worked in games ever 
I like never I never I just like okay this is this is something I need to do. I want to work in games. The, uh, people who make the games who decide who gets cast are going to be at this place. I will go. And at the time there were like hardly any voice actors attending, which I was like, I found I found the secret. I <laughs> I know where they meet. I know where all the people meet. Um now there's like a, a lot of a lot of voice actors attend. But um yeah, it was it was great. I actually landed my very first game right there at a party during GDC. Um my first GDC nice. actually, proud to say. So yeah, no, definitely the the Game Developers Conference is for you know, you really don't actually have to be involved in making games. If you're just really interested and you want to pay to attend, you can attend. Uh, uh it's it's a, so it's a amazing information about how games are made, what's next for games, postmortems, like tips and tricks of how to you know, what to do to to make games everything from the the tiniest tiniest teams to the most ginormous teams you could ever imagine and yeah it's something for everyone so it's a good it's it's essentially a good stepping stone for anyone looking to get involved or or wanting maybe to to go down that path yeah for any i mean if you're interested in game development um if you want to be a game developer in any capacity um definitely attend the game developers conference and there are there are lots of them i mean there's not just there's not just the one in san francisco although that probably would be the one that makes the most i don't think there's you know come to think of it i think the other one's like in china and the other one's (laughs) in gdc europe so maybe okay yes so gdc san francisco the original game developers conference probably would make the most sense to the majority of our listeners but yeah so gdc aside uh Anyone else looking to get into VO work or, or anything like that, what kind of advice would you have for them? Uh, uh, first is, um, if you want to work in games, you need to play games. You need, <laughs> you need, to, you need to play games. Like, I, I always find it interesting. Like, oh, you want to work in games? It's great. What do you love about games? Like, oh, I don't play games. And like, why do you want to <laughs> do, do it? Like, do you want to... <laughs> Who, who wants to work in movies? Like I hate movies, but I want to work in movies. <laughs> like that doesn't like why do that then? Like find out because it's, you know, I don't know. I just don't understand why anybody would want to. If you don't love games, why would you focus all your attention on working in games? But um, yeah, so play games. It can only it, it's it, you understand how games work. What you know, what to expect. Like the. Um, you know, understanding, you know, just the, the, the general overarching um, how a game unfolds. And, and so it doesn't make, so it's not totally crazy. You understand what it is that they're going for when they give you direction. Um, and also, um, you know, work. Just like be comfortable with your voice. Grow to love your voice. Find out what your voice can do. Stretch for your voice. To, to find out all the different kinds of sounds that you can make and, and, and rhythm and spend time with your voice. Record yourself a lot um, and act, whether it be in, if you're, if you're not currently working in games, you know, find ways to act in, on stage. Just, just keep 
keep creating characters and, and, and putting your energy into that. And then as far as the, 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 the logistics of, of how to create a network or how to get in to that industry, I would say definitely the Game Developers Conference um, or, or other, other conferences. Just the, the place where people who make games, where they are, be there be there with them and get to know them and let them get to know you as a person and like let them know that you're cool and that you like games and you know, <laughs> it, that's important to do. Um, so PAX or um, Game Sound Con is another one, uh, which generally it's a conference that happens. Um, I think mostly it's just happening in Los Angeles these days, although there have been conferences in, I think there have been some in Seattle and some in, Maybe some in New York too, but yeah, gamesoundcon.com, and you can find out where the next conference is going to be. And um, what else? Um, oh yeah, the Game Audio Network Guild. It's a great place to to meet very very specific. You know, it's it's such it's so niche. It's Game Audio Network Guild. It's just it's it's ex exactly what you want to do. You want to be in games. You want to be in game audio. You want to network. It's a guild. Go for it. So <laughs> there's a whole guild for it, and uh, yeah, you could join that. Um, there are different membership levels and um, meet people. Oh, and if here's the one, if you are a student and you. If there's if there's like a um, a game people who are interested in making games um, at your school like people who are are making small games even or any size games like get to know those people like get to get to know people who are not yet established who are just coming up get to meet those people and you can all grow up together so yeah that's that's my stuff that's what I got to say about that. <laughs> now by all means i i used to produce video uh trade shows and conventions so i've done like gdc and pax and e3 and gamescom and uh i'll echo the same thing like yeah to get out there and, and talk with folks like so i work with harmonic oh, music sure. so i'm familiar with the audio tracks oh, yeah. at gdc uh yeah come out come out and and talk with people i i can't count how many people I have met just through like GDC or especially at PAX, uh, just a chance to sort of hang out and talk with folks and learn about what they're working on and cool projects that they're doing. And uh, it's a great way to just sort of meet people who are, who are just all like really passionate and interested in the, the same things Every that you're working on. Every game that I've ever worked on ever has been the result of meeting them at GDC meeting uh, somebody and like not even knowing that they were going to be any in any kind of decision making capacity just meeting people at GDC and through the Game Audio Network Guild every game that's that's awesome I mean this is this has been so great I know we've uh, we don't want to we don't want to keep you too long we don't want to wear out our welcome but I can't say how much we appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us about about what you do and the kind of your your origin story, if you will. I like that that phrase. It's always fun to use that for for superheroes and for for awesome people. And uh, you're one of those people. You're you're amazing. We love what you do, and 
What? Wait, 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 wait. I have one more very important <laughs> question. Do you have an actual copy of Tolan's <laughs> journal? And if you do, can I can I have it? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh oh, maybe one of those questions she can't answer. Mm, mm, uh oh. Mm. Okay. Next, well, next, we next. <laughs> pass. Oh man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now drops gonna be staying up all night. Shoot, it does happen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It, it exists. He's going to be so happy. Oh. <laughs> well, that is, I, we're going to wrap it up here. Man, this is so great. We could, I could just keep drilling you with questions. It's, it's, uh, this is amazing to hear, hear about the industry kind of, and, and the fun stories that are involved with, with you making into some of these games and, and just so much fun this is this is awesome thank you so thank much you. for joining it's been us a, it's been a real pleasure and uh thank you for creating this great environment and and making me feel so welcome and uh thanks for having me yeah so if you want to uh check out morla's website you can find it at uh, morlagorondona.com uh, she's also on twitter uh and it is at actor underscore morla and she always has some fun, unique stuff to say. Now, I got to point out, uh, because a while back, um, you had made a post. There was a, I think it was, uh, who was that? That Was she an actress or, or a UFC fighter or somebody? Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> about, about the Metroid, the Metroid thing, right? right? So there <laughs> was this little post. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And uh, you posted something. I'm like, oh, wait a minute she doesn't fit the role as well as Morla does because <laughs> the original uh, Samus Aaron was uh, was a redhead. And I posted that little pic, and it just so happened you changed your, your Twitter pic like the day before, and you were standing in the exact same pose that, that Samus does at the end. It's so fun. I was, I was crazy. I'm sorry. I got to take credit for that because I thought it was a pretty cool find. Because Rhonda, Rhonda Rousey said that she wanted to, she wanted to portray Samus in a That's film. It, and I was yeah. like, oh. Man, I like I like I would say that I could take her on, but <laughs> it's Ronda Rousey, so I'll, I'm gonna let this yeah, one slide. Exactly. Otherwise, like, like you gotta fight me for it. <laughs> <laughs> She's got my vote for Captain Marvel. If if oh, Marvel yeah, is listening. Oh, I just found the post. We'll have to link it in the in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. But uh, but yeah, so you can find you can find Morla on her website, and it's got some it it's got some of the stuff that she's done and appeared in. And again, go check out that uh, her her uh, demo reel on there and listen to some of the amazing voices. You you wouldn't be able if you heard them if you heard them not knowing it was her, you'd be like, who in the world made that voice? Because some of them are really cool. They're they're awesome. Now does okay one more thing. Sorry, okay. does Eris have an accent of some sort? Does what? Does Eris have an accent an of accent? some sort? Yeah, um, I always get this kind of. Yeah, she has a high accent. <laughs> no, come on now. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. It just I comes off as, of as like. As it, a, I, feel like an, I don't think it was an accent per se. It's just like it's. it's yeah. It's just the way Some that new, she has new this, world. Like, the placement of her voice is like I don't know. It's it's not very. An, I think they would call it kind of like a. Um, Vocal people would call it like a mid-Atlantic. It's very non-accent <laughs> accent kind of thing, but very pitched, very low. Nice. Give me chills. 
right. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I think that's the reason why Eris has become such like a, a popular and fan favorite character is just the amount of, the amount of character that's been imbued into her, especially through, through your voice acting is people, people love Eris. Like they either love to hate Eris or they love Eris or even like people like me. And I've made no secret in the past of considering her a highly unreliable unreliable narrator uh when it comes to the actual words she says uh but she she captures everybody's audience uh so easily just because of how much personality you you sort of breathe into her it's it's and credit goes to Bungie for sure for creating such a a, uh such a compelling character who i who they, they made it they made it easy for me for sure just visually and the 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 script, her lines, the, her her narrative, her backstory. It was um, it was just uh, yeah, just kind of one of those things again. Like it's just an unfolded right in front of me. It's like yes, this makes perfect sense. And they did a, an amazing job uh, giving direction and giving beautiful words and an amazing, uh, compelling visually stunning character as well and you buttoned it all up with an amazing voice so thank oh, you thank you thank you <laughs> so all right well that does it thank you for joining us and thank you to all our listeners we hope you enjoyed our little chat with morla and uh we will see you all next time thanks everyone the whispers guardian tales of our world yet untold mysteries and legends seek the truth and when you have found it return and share with me these ghost stories yeah bravo oh gosh is that good yeah good amazing amazing okay Wait, wait. Was that fast enough? Were you re- were you recording? Me? Yeah. Yes, I was. No, I did. I didn't turn it off. I've been recording this whole time. I know. I was just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Peace. I'm get. out. Anyway, done. No take back. Suck it, losers. No, no third. No third take. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's great. I can do it in a totally different character too, just for fun. Oh yes, I want to hear more. I love. Yeah. Like what kind of like give me like what's something that you'd want to hear like a like what's oh, your like a sorority girl? <laughs> oh god! <Yeah>? Oh god! <laughs> Should I? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can you hear the whispers, Guardian? Tales of our world get untold. Mysteries and legends. Seek the truth, and when you have found it, return and share with me these ghost stories. (laughs) That is so great. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Let me do one more then, okay? Uh, right. Yeah, go for it. That's that's right. awesome. With something ridiculous, with like a crazy. Wait, what is? Do you have like? Do you have like this kind of iconic New Orleans voice that you do or anything like, like that? Like a New Orleans yet? Like yeah, like the New Orleans. Oh yeah. Yet. All right. <laughs> okay, I'm going to New Orleans soon. I don't know if I told you that or not, but like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, let me try to get into that voice here. So. Uh, so do you do that voice when you go to New Orleans? I don't try to. But it happens sometimes. I say uh, the word that gets me is um, there's a street. It's G I R O D, and it like like normal Morla would call it Gerard, but like yet yet Nolan's Morla would call it Gerard. 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 So uh, some of the things to say when you're from New Orleans is how's your mom and them? How's your mom and them? How's your mom and them? And uh, you're going over to the grocery store, making groceries at the grocery, at Schwagman's, Schwagman's. Okay, now I'm in character. All right. All right. (laughs) Can you hear the whispers, Guardian? Tales of our world yet untold. Mysteries and legends. Seek the truth. And when you have found it, return and share with me these ghost stories. (laughs) Oh man, that's that's ridiculous. No one's gonna get that. Everyone's like, "What kind of accent?" She's like doing a Brooklyn accent wrong. Is what they're gonna say. She's doing right. a Brooklyn accent wrong. That's the shittiest Brooklyn accent I ever heard. All right, don't do that one. Don't do that one. I don't like it. No, no one's no. gonna get it. No one's gonna get it. So let's do a different one. All right, I'll do one. One more. God, y'all, stop. <laughs> all right, one more. Um. All right. Final character. Um. We'll do an Irish. How about that? Ooh, Irish, yeah. yeah. Irish. Can you hear the whispers, Guardian? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have like these like little um, lines, like like these little um, phrases that I do to help me get into the character really quickly. So the Irish yeah. one is, uh, "Barney with the longest eyelashes you ever saw." Yes. All right. Can you hear the whispers, Guardian? Tales of our world yet untold. Mysteries and legends. Seek the truth. And when you have found it, return and share with me these ghost stories. Yeah. Nice. Right. <laughs> That's almost better. All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. So good. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Had a good time. 